thank you for our Savior, the birth of Christ. And Lord, I pray that you will be honored and glorified through what takes place today. I pray that you encourage and stir in the hearts of each one. And Lord, we just um, praise you and worship you. And I, I pray that <clears throat> it'll be a good day. Help the kids to remember their lines and to uh, just do their best today, and that, Father, you will be pleased with what takes place. Lord, we love you. Pray your blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, we'll invite you all to stand real quick. Um, stand and take your hymnals. We're going to go to page 107. We're going to lead. A, we're going to do a congregational song, kind of get you guys some, get you guys to stretch out a little bit. The kids are going to go upstairs and do a costume change. We have one more step to the program. If I can get the teams to come upstairs, stack, uh, stack all the chairs, get the stage ready, that'll be huge. But take your hymnals, page 107. Angels, we have heard on high. All right, you may be seated. <clears throat> I just have a couple of announcements here. This gives them some time to, uh, I think the little ones are coming down, so parents are grabbing those. All right. <laughs> uh, that Doesn't it just brighten your day? Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> and, then, and then I love it, too. It's, it's the parent where if the child isn't quite doing right, and they're like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, it's all good, isn't it? <clears throat> out of the out of the uh, mouth of babes, and uh, we're so thankful for you parents involving your letting your kids be involved in this. And how many remember being involved in a church Christmas program when you were a kid? Yeah, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? And uh, I'll always be grateful for Janet Brewer who did it every year, and I just tortured the fire out of that poor lady. And I, I'm still sorry for that today. <laughs> anyway, some announcements. Guys, don't forget, so you want to come out tonight? We are going to hop on the bus, the buses and the vans, and we are, we're going to take Morgan County over, and uh, we're going to go do some Christmas caroling tonight in different places. And so we're going into just about all of the assisted living nursing homes. We're going to some of the homes around. And so if you... See some strange people walking down the street singing. Don't call the law on us. We'll, uh, we're just uh, telling people about Jesus through song. And, and But if you want to come, please come. We'll be uh, leaving here right at 5 o'clock or shortly thereafter. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we're, we're going to divide and conquer. And so if we have enough. So 
looking forward to that. That will be tonight at 5 o'clock. And then uh, next Sunday, we're going to have two very special services uh, next Sunday. We'll have one at 1030 again. So the time is a little different, just like it is today. One service in the morning at 1030. And we're going to be having an adult uh, program. They're going to be doing a, some sort of a play. I haven't seen any of it, so I have no idea. So I, I don't necessarily endorse everything that's going to take place uh, in this ser- in that service, but we're looking forward to it. That's at 10.30 next Sunday, and then we have a very special service that night at 5. They won't be the same service at all, so uh, if you can come, would love for you to be here for both of those services at 10.30 and at 5 o'clock in the evening. Love for you to be there for that. <clears throat> those that are Involved in the nursery, there's going to be some nursery training on January 6th. See Thane uh, about that, our annual business meeting coming up in, in uh, January. <clears throat> so lots of things that are, that are happening. And guys, we're, I haven't set the date yet, but I'm thinking that we're going to be having our uh, men's spiritual retreat in January. Uh, and we'll try to go ice fishing while we are having our spiritual retreat. So... Not sure on the dates yet on that, but we're looking forward to that. We're going to try to do that in January this year, so uh, uh, I feel a little safer with the ice being thick instead of uh, uh, getting out there in the spring when, anyway, we'll move on. But uh, that's coming up too. So birthdays, we do have several birthdays that we want to recognize, and uh, Miss Lola, where is Miss Lola? I know she's here somewhere. You had a birthday last week. And we missed you, so we're going to sing happy birthday to you today, okay? How old are you now, Miss Lola? Five, six, six years old. That's awesome. Happy birthday. Mr. Angel, I didn't see Angel today. Let me see. All right. Uh, Maddie, I didn't see Maddie. JC, you tell her. We're looking for her, all right? All right. Melissa, didn't see Melissa today. Happy birthday, Melissa. Andy, is Andy here today? Well, we got a bunch of skippers today. We're going to uh, call you out, all right? Mr. Brody, happy birthday, young man. Is this number 12? Yeah, okay, all right, good. Actually, what is this, 17? All right, happy birthday. And then I heard rumors that maybe the Gattos are going to be out of town next weekend, so where's Miss Heidi at? We're going to harass you today, all right? So, and is your birthday on Christmas Day? That's what I thought. So I knew it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So happy birthday. God bless you. All right. Any other birthdays that we have inadvertently forgotten? Matt, Maddie, Maddie, have a birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday. Anybody else? Yes. Yeah, you have a birthday today? Oh, yeah. All right. Happy birthday. Anybody else? All right. You know what? I don't have a church house, but we'll just put it in the little jar. How's that? Come on, you guys have a birthday. Happy. Oh, that's all right. We'll put it in the jar anyway. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> All right. I, I Todd and Jolene. I saw Jolene. Happy anniversary, Jolene. How many? 
52. Amen. She, usually her comment is all my life. Yeah. Happy anniversary. God bless you guys. Bill and Alice, I didn't see Bill and Alice today either. They are probably, I would think, in their 60s on their anniversary. So really close to 60 in a years, uh, 60 years. So God bless them. Anybody else with an anniversary this week? All right, Mrs. Simon, you're on your own today. Let's sing to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. God bless you. Happy anniversary to you. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks to me, I'm just doing what I'm told here today. So if we could get the ushers to come, we'll take up uh, our offering. Look, if you're a visitor today, this is for our uh, those that we're, we just want you to be our guests. We want you to feel welcome today and know that we are so excited to have you today. But uh, for our those who are part of Platte Valley Baptist Church, your tithes and offerings, this is what uh, pays the bills, and uh, God bless you for that. <clears throat> and it is a joy to give back to God just a little bit of what He has given us. We are so blessed and, and so thankful. And, and uh, All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we have to give back just a portion, small portion even, of all the blessings that you give to us. And Lord, it truly is a privilege to be a child of God, and I pray that you will um, bless the giver, bless the gift today, use it, Lord, for your honor and glory, and that, Lord, you will continue to meet the needs. I pray that you meet the, the need of the, the new building in a great way, Father, that you will uh, help us to uh, raise that up in, in your honor and glory and to be able to reach more. And Lord, we just thank you for all that you do. And I pray you bless this offering, bless the rest of this service. In Jesus' name, amen.
long time ago, in the city of Nazareth, there was a woman named Mary. Mary was promised to a man named Joseph, who lived there too. One day, an angel from God came and talked to Mary. He told Mary she was going to have a baby. Mary, you're going to have a baby, and he will be the son of God. Joseph, Mary's going to have a baby from God. It's okay for you to marry her and take care of the baby. You'll name the baby Jesus. Augustus said that everyone had to go to their own hometown to be counted. So Mary and Joseph went to the town of Bethlehem to be counted, because Joseph was of the house and line of David, and Bethlehem was known as the city of David. There were lots of other people there, too. There were so many people, in fact, that there was no room for them in the inn. So Mary and Joseph stayed in the stable, which was a place for animals to stay in the winter. There was a cow there. There was a sheep there. There was a donkey there. And Mary and Joseph stayed there, too. While they were there, baby Jesus was born, and Mary took him and wrapped him up warm and laid him in a manger. That night, there were some shepherds out in the fields watching over their flocks of sheep. And the angel came and talked to the shepherds, and they were terribly afraid. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. The Christ, which is Savior, has been born today in Bethlehem. You'll find the babe, baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And all of a sudden, there were lots of angels saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And then the angel left. Not far away, in a place called Jerusalem, there was an evil king named Herod. One day, after baby Jesus had been born, wise men came to Jerusalem looking for the newborn king of the Jews. They asked King Herod where he was.
was determined to destroy his newborn king, so King Herod sent his soldiers to Bethlehem to find the baby Jesus. God warned Joseph in a dream to get out of there. Get out of there! Don't forget baby Jesus! <laughs> and so they did. And so Mary and Joseph and the little baby Jesus went to Egypt, and they stayed there until the evil King Herod died. After King Herod died, God told Joseph it was safe to come back because the people who wanted the child dead had now died. You can come back now, it's safe, and bring the child. <laughs> Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus came back from Egypt and they went to live in the town of Nazareth again. And that's where baby Jesus grew up until he was born. So now you've heard it all about how God sent his only son to be born as a baby so that later he could save everyone from their sins. And all it took was just a little Christmas. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. I guess you got to end with me. I'm sorry. We uh, appreciate everyone that put so much effort into this. It, it's amazing how uh, uh, short uh, maybe the uh, the little programs are, but how many hours have been put into this. And we're so thankful for each one of you parents who have dedicated some time to that and and allowing your your children to come and be a part of this and. It truly does just uh, enlighten us and enlighten the heart and, and um, keeps us uh, focused on what the reason is, right, for why we do what we're doing. And we are uh, thankful for each one of you. So we'll, we'll end here with just a short devotion. But JB, is that you I see back there? JB's in the Marine Corps, and he is back on leave for a little while. And it's good to see you, and we're glad you're here. thankful for that. So I hear the Washburn's grandson also just got out of basic, correct? And uh, we are appreciative of that too. So we uh, appreciate all of our military that's out and about all over the world right now and uh, not able to be here with us too and, uh, and, and really protect the freedoms that we have to be able to do what we're doing. Isn't it nice to be able to come and worship freely and, and uh, preach God's word and we don't have to go hide and do it in the darkness, but we can do it right out here in the open and tell people about Jesus. So 
that's what I want to do. I just want to end this, and I'm going to get you guys out of here in time that you can get the, to the restaurant before the Methodists today. <laughs> All right? <laughs> oh, but I, I, uh, I have to show you this. This is a, this is a gift that, uh, and no, I didn't paint my fingernails. I smashed them, all right? Everybody's asking. I just want you to know that. I need to, I, I, I should probably get some fingernail polish so everybody quit asking me. No, I did not paint my fingernails, all right? So leave me alone. And yes, it was very painful, all right? So, but uh, anyway, I, um, I just wanted to show you this. This was a gift that was given to me uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And 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 I've been uh, I've been reading it, and and uh, I would hope as a pastor you ought to be reading it, right? But this actual Bible, I started reading on it, and it it's very difficult for a, a pastor to use a new Bible. I'm telling you, you get used to. Uh, I know where I have things highlighted. I know where a verse is, and I know it's like in the first column on the right page, and it's up at the top, and it's highlighted, and I have some notes there, or you know, in different places, but um, I wanted to start using this some, and not sure I use it for my devotions right now, and and it's a, just a very special gift, and, and I was giving thought to, Lord, you need to show me what to share with these guys today, and, and uh, just short, and, and, and I just thought about how precious this is, you know, as the, as the Word of God, and, and I was giving thought to that, and, and God just brought some verses to my mind, and, and that's all this is, that it really wasn't a whole lot of study to this devotion today. It was more so of just things that God laid on my heart as I was uh, giving thought to uh, what to say to you guys, and as a matter of fact, I just wrote it down on a little bitty piece of paper, but don't get excited. That, that doesn't mean anything, so, but um, I was thinking of, of how precious this gift is, and and um, so I just thought I'd share that. Two, two special gifts that God has given us. And the first one is he's given us his word. How, how powerful it is to think about this gift that he's given us. In Psalm 19, in verse 7 through 10, it tells us this. It says, the, the law of the Lord is perfect. And when it talks about the law of the Lord, he's just talking about the word of God. And it is perfect, converting the soul. I'll never forget that day back in the little town of Spickard, Missouri, when Norris Ramsey was preaching, and, and it was that day that God convicted my heart and showed me that I was a sinner and needed a Savior, and, and uh, it was that day that Jesus Christ came into my heart, saved me from my sins, and, and boy, am I thankful because I've committed a lot of them. And I'm so thankful that it converted my soul, and the testimony of the Lord is sure Making wise the simple. I, I love that you can take the word of God and know that what he says is true and what he says he'll do, he will do. And you can count on that what he tells us that he will carry it out. And the statutes of the Lord are right. You know, people are always in this world trying to, to figure out. And I've had many people ask me, well, pastor, what is right? You know, what, what is right? What is the right decision well the right decisions are given to us right here in god's word and it is right and and so the statutes of the lord are right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the lord is pure enlightening the eyes the fear of the lord is clean enduring forever the judgments of the lord are true and righteous altogether 
More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Boy, it is a precious word, and, and I hope we understand what a, what a privilege it is to ha- have the very word of God. We, we have people, I, I, sometimes I find myself asking this, Lord, it'd really be nice if you would just come down and look me in the eye and say, Shannon, this is exactly what you ought to do. You know what he has right here, right here in his precious word that we have today. This is God talking to me in his word, and he has preserved that through all the generations, and, and it's still so relevant to us today, and, and we can take the truth of it, and, and we can spend time in this and find that God is talking to us, and it's a living word that meets the needs that we have every day. And so I praise the Lord for that, and so uh, and it's very precious, and, and it's what gives us wisdom. It says in Proverbs 8, verse 10, it says, Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. This is far more precious than any of the riches that the world has to offer. Matter of fact, it uh, says that uh, uh, what does it help a man that if he gain all the riches of the world but lose his own soul? You know, there is nothing that, that is more powerful and more precious and, 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 and truly more expensive than the very word of God and how important it is. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. And so I think of the preciousness of, of what a wonderful gift this is. And, and you know, it, it, and it tells us, well, how... In, how then in this world are we to live, and, and how is it that, that we can prosper in, in this wicked world? And, you know, it tells us even in, in God's Word that, that we can be prosperous, and it's through His Word. And, and He told this in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. He said, uh, actually verse 8, the, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. And so here, let us speak what God's Word says. That's the only thing that matters. The, uh, of all the things that I stand up here and proclaim and tell you it's it's not my opinion that's important but what truly is important today is the word of god and what it says and and let the book of the law not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success you see the world wants to tell us that hey we need to follow our heart and and let us just follow our desires or let us follow the, the, the instructions of the world and, and find your happiness however way that you want to find your happiness. And, and God is telling us here that truly the only way that you're going to be prosperous and the only way that you are going to find the, the blessings of God upon your life is that you meditate, think about, and observe to do what God's Word says. We need to submit ourselves to the authority of God and, and the authority of God has given us right here in his word and shows us and tells us how we ought to live and, and truly uh, shows us how to be prosperous in this world and, and that is what I want to be and, and I believe that's what you want to be today too. You, you want to be prosperous in God's eyes and because really we're going to find out in, in eternity that's the only thing that mattered. You know, and the last thing about his word, and then I'll deal with the second most precious gift that God has given us, but uh, is it tells us in John chapter 1, 
about God's Word, and you know what it does is it introduces us to the one that we are worshiping today, the very Son of God, Jesus. John wrote in John chapter 1 and verse 1, he said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know who the Word is? Is Jesus. And so as we give thought to that and we think about the Word, then we need to understand that every bit of this that we have in front of us is the very Word of God. And Jesus, the person of God that came and lived here on this earth, that it's just as if He's speaking to us today. He's sitting right next to us, and, and He's saying, Shannon, here's the things that you ought to do to make your way prosperous. Here, here are the things that you ought to do and how you ought to raise your children. Here, here are the things that you ought to be doing as a as a husband, and here are the things that you ought to be following in being the kind of pastor that you ought to be. And, and if you're really going to make an eternal difference in this community, then here are the things that you ought to be doing. That's in the very Word of God. And it's Jesus himself. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Can I tell you, too, that my heart goes out to so many that are, are dealing uh, today. And, and this holiday, this might be the very first holiday that you, you, are, you are having and celebrating a holiday without someone special in your life. Maybe they've gone on. I, I can look out today and see several, and I know that. Some just had a had a home going just this past week. And so I know that there's some, there's some heaviness during this time. I, I know as, as a pastor that suicide rates go uh, up exponentially throughout the holiday times, and, and I know that it, that it can be a sad and a dark time. And, but can I tell you that Jesus can give you light, that Jesus can give us hope and joy because Jesus will do exactly what he says that he'll do. And know oh, how we need to remember and trust what God's Word says. And John wrote in verse 14 of John chapter 1, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, that's Jesus, and we beheld His glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. How precious that day was that Christ came and was born of that virgin and why did he do so? But he came to live and to die on that cross to be the perfect sacrifice for all of us because we all sin and come short of the glory of God. And that brings us to that second most precious blessing that we have is the word of God introduces us to the, the most special blessing of all, and that's Jesus. And how would we know about Jesus if we hadn't didn't have the word of God and and it tells us all about who he is, and, and he had a purpose, and, and what a joy it was to, to think about the beauty of him as a baby. Could you imagine, mamas, that he would have been the perfect child? Now, I know James, my first grandson, my only grandson, the, you know, at least Matt and Kareth care about Teresa and I, and are giving us grandbabies. I'm still praying for the other kids, you know, they get their hearts right, but... And there's no one probably any closer to perfection than little James, who will be here on Thursday, too. I just want you guys to know that. 
And so I'm so excited. But, and, and he's about as close to perfection as you can get, okay? But this little guy would have been perfect. He's the very son of God. He's God himself. And I can only imagine that. And, and here, but we need to understand that he didn't come just to live a perfect life and uh, set an example. Jesus Christ came for a purpose. And, you know, he tells us in Luke chapter 19 and verse, 13, uh, verse 10 that for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, I, I know this might, you might think some of, you know, some of you might think this is a little redneck, but anybody here ever been coon hunting with a dog? Anybody? One. Come on. What is wrong with these people? We're all going coon hunting one night, all right? So we, we, used, to, we used to coon hunt. We had, we had coon dogs. That was their purpose in life. And, and we had a blue tick. We had a tree and walker. We had a red bone. We had uh, uh, several other dogs that we would take out at night. And you always had to do this at night, you know. And then we would go out, and, we would, and these dogs would get on a trail. They're, they're a hound dog, right? And they have a... a powerful uh, sense of smell and they would catch a trail of a of a coon and they'd chase that coon and they'd bark and holler and and then they'd get the the coon to go up a tree and that coon would stay up in that tree thinking he was safe and they would tree the coon and you could tell the difference when they're chasing a coon and you could tell when they tree and that's what you call it and you get there and the dogs are jumping up the tree and you see the the coon and you dispose of the coon you take him home and skin him out and and sell the hide, and you barbecue the coon, and tell everybody that it was deer meat. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you get, a, you get the right dog, and some of those coons were smart. I mean, they, they would get to the water because they knew that dogs can't smell in the water, and they would, uh, they would cross water, they'd cross creeks and rivers, and and, and they could also, if they could get a dog out into the deep water, they could swim, and they would swim around and get on the head of that dog and drown your dog. That's how smart a coon is. And so we, we you know, you'd always be careful, but that dog, you had the right kind of dog, and they would not lose a cent. I mean, they'd stay on that dog until they, they'd stay on that coon until they had him treed. And can I tell you that Jesus is pursuing you today like that? He knew that you were going to be here today. Some of you maybe have never set foot in here before. I don't know. Maybe some of you are hearing some of these things for the very first time, but I want you to know that Jesus is pursuing after you today. He wants you to realize what he is here for, and, and, and it wasn't just uh, being a good example, but I, I want you to know I don't care who you are and, and, and what you've done in your life. I want you to know that Jesus loves you, and is pursuing after you, and he loves you so much that he willingly went to a cross to die for you. How do I know that? Because his word tells me. It tells me in John chapter 3 and verse 15 that, verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And we know the story of Moses whenever the, uh, uh, the Israelites were complaining and griping to God and and not happy with the things that was going on in their lives. It tells us that they were complaining to God, and these serpents started coming up out of the sand and started biting them. And 
they were dying from these snake bites. First of all, I'm probably going to die of getting bitten by a snake, even if it's a garter snake. I hate snakes. Uh, and I couldn't imagine, but it tells us that God told Moses, he said, I want you to take the staff, and, and, and on that staff, I want you to wrap this brass uh, uh, serpent upon that, and I want you to lift it up, and anyone that is bitten by that snake, they can look up to that, that, that brass serpent that's there, and they'll be saved. And so here he says that, just as if Moses had lifted that up and people looked to that to, to save their life, their physical life, says that Jesus had to be raised up on that cruel cross, just like one like that, probably not quite as nice as that, and probably bloody because it had probably been used before. And so it was there that Jesus was raised up on that cross and there he died, and he died for the sins of every one of us. You see, nobody is any better than anyone else. We all sin and come short of the glory of God. That curse was given to us when Adam chose to sin all the way back at the beginning of creation. And so all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but Jesus Christ loves you and is pursuing after you today, wanting you to know that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life you just got to come to a realization and 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 get away from your 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 pride thinking that you're good enough to do things on your own or you're powerful enough or or even thinking that that you don't need god yes you do and god is pursuing you and and he's showing you that you're not very good left to yourself we all cross over the line that God says don't cross over, and, and so that's why he went to that cross. And he goes on, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, we're all in that same boat, and so he goes to that cross, and he died on that cross for the sins of the world, for all of us, all of our transgressions. None of us can make a, a perfect God happy. There's no way. There had to be a sacrifice for sins still today. There has to be a clean slate. Well, the slate is clean by the blood of Christ. And so he took the wrath of God upon himself for the sins of all the world, and he died. And it tells us that he went to that cruel cross, and he died, and they took him off of that and buried him in a cold tomb and it was there three days later that he showed us the power of who he is as God himself, and he rose that third day. Can we have a hallelujah for that? <laughs> and he ascended into heaven, and that's why he can say that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, the world wants to think that we as Christians or me as a preacher, I'm, all I'm doing is condemning everybody. Can I tell you something? This is what it says in verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's all it is. It's a beautiful gift of salvation. You know, as Mike gave me this Bible, and he said, Pastor, I have something. I have a gift for you, and I'd like you to have it. And, and, he, and he just takes it, and he hands it to me, right? Well, what do you do for a gift? You have to receive it, right? You have to take it and you have to receive it. because And 
no expectation. There's no obligation. There's just taking of it. And I received this beautiful gift. Well, can I tell you that as Jesus pursues after you, he's standing there and he's saying, I am the gift. Receive me. Take me and trust me and, 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 and find that, that I will forgive you and that, that I will take all of your sin. I have taken all of your sins and, and I have died on the cross. I have shown you that I'm God by raising again. And all you need to do is take the gift, receive it, and trust that I will do what I say I will do. That's what he's saying. And we trust him. And we place our faith in him as our Savior, and he saves us. Well, and I end with this, Romans chapter 10. And you say, well, how do I receive him? Well, it's very simple, and you take just what I said, and you admit to him that you're a sinner. Lord, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior, and I'm asking you to save me and be my Savior. And you say that, and you, and you say it in your heart, and, and it doesn't hurt to say it out loud, and and it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And so, you know what confession is? It's acknowledging. You just acknowledge to God who you are. I'm a sinner and I'm in a real mess. But I also am acknowledging who you are, Jesus. You are God who died on that cross for my sins. And I acknowledge to you that you are the very Son of God. And shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And so, God, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I confess to you that you are God. And with all of my heart, I'm asking you and trusting you to be my Savior. And he saves you. And you don't have to do it every day. When, when God saves you, it is forever. God doesn't back down on his word. Don't try to cheapen who God is. If God says it, God does it. Do we deserve it? Absolutely not. Do we now have victory, total victory, and live a sinless life here on earth? Nope. No, just ask my wife. She'll vouch that I'm still a mess. Let's not ask her, okay? For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Woo, is that good or what? And then verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can I tell you, can I challenge you today, can I plead with you today, that if there's never been a time in your life when you've asked Christ to be your Savior, can I plead with you today to just reach out and take Jesus today and trust him as your Savior? And just as he tells us in verse 11 of Romans chapter 10, you'll never be ashamed of that. You'll, you'll never have to be embarrassed by that, but you can walk in confidence knowing that you're a child of God. There is nothing better than being a part of God's family. Trust him today. Pray in, your, pray in your own way and ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior, forgive you of what you've done, and trust Him. That's a present. That's a gift that only comes from God. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the hearts of each one who's here. And I pray that you do a work in their lives. And Lord, for those that know you as their Savior, Lord, let us just rejoice in 
who you are. You are our Savior. You have adopted us into your family, and we are now children of God. What a glorious privilege it is. And Lord, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his birth. Thank you for his life. And thank you, Lord, for his death and his resurrection. And Lord, it's through your word that we know all of this, and so let us trust what your word says. Let us trust in Jesus as our Savior and tell others about him. So Father, I pray you search the hearts of each one who's sitting here. If there be one that has not trusted you, that today, even as they've been sitting there, they have prayed and asked you to save them, and that you've given them eternal life today. Lord, we rejoice and celebrate with them today in the decision that they have made. Lord, we love you. Thank you for the gift that it is. And I pray that you do a work in our hearts. And I pray that you will be honored and glorified in our lives. I pray you guide us home safely today. I pray you bring us back. Let us be a blessing to those tonight. Help us to live our lives throughout the next couple of weeks in celebration of your birth in a way that brings honor and glory to you. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.